All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are not ready. This is ready. Black. Black. Y'all better get ready. Table. 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 Read. Uh. Yeah. Let's go. Black Table Read. We the team to get you focused. Hey. We, we the hottest. We the baddest. We the boldest. Turn up the volume. It's your people. Yeah, you know this. Young black artists in the fold. Yeah, we own it. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Black Table Read. I am one of your co-hosts, Mr. Jarius Clyde, a.k.a. Mr. King Petty himself. So good to be back. So good to just be back at the table, the black table. It's so good. Uh, shout out to our other host, uh, Miss Lydia Iku. She is still off doing amazing things on her cruise contract right now, but we miss her. And we uh, can't wait to have her back. She should be back sometime in March. So be on the lookout for that. I know I am because I miss my sister, y'all. But in the meantime, I have some wonderful, wonderful uh, guest hosts that are going to step in and help me do this thing for a little bit. So our first uh, co-host, guest co-host for this week is going to be Miss Brittany Miniweather. So a little bit about Brittany. Brittany, um... And her husband moved here in 2016. Uh, Brittany has a BA from uh, Wofford College. Uh, she, I remember seeing Brittany for the first time in the audition room, and that ever since she's been a force. So, and I've had the pleasure of working with her uh, on a Christmas Carol at the Alliance. But she's also worked for Actors Express, Stage Door Players, Horizon Theater, and like I said, uh, Alliance. But she also is a writer herself so her musical sundays at four won best play at the 2019 atlanta black theater festival so y'all give it up for miss Brittany miniweather all right i'm here <laughs> i'm here yay i'm so excited to be here on black table read <laughs> yeah yes. we try to get all our people in here and i mean you are now the second member from uh black who uh is on the podcast so look at y'all we're oh, amazing to, we're gonna have to get i had to get all all of y'all on here so uh, yeah just have yeah talk. But, yes uh, but yeah so uh excited to have you here uh you kind of know how we do here at the black table read it's mm -hmm. just kind of organic we're gonna talk about a lot of things and just kind of you know bring it to the table so but we first got to start off like any other episode we got to start with the black top so uh, Brittany, if you want to go first, you can start us off with our first uh, headline for today. Sure thing. Um, our first black top headline is about an actress on Euphoria named Storm Reed. She plays Gia. And this topic is all about the lack of stylists with black hair experience on film and TV sets. Now, I just want to read a quote that storm um gave to this publication she says it's been a struggle for me specifically on sets when it comes to hair disparity and people not knowing how to deal with black hair and in a way it feels dehumanizing when it's time for your hair to look nice there's nobody on set to be able to help you achieve that and they just really don't understand black hair care it's disheartening and it's heartbreaking Whew. now uh, Jerry, for me, I've been there, done that, 
thousands of times during tech for shows, just the lack of experience, the lack of know-how, the lack of even care to to style or tell us how to style our black hair is a is a consistent issue i feel like in the arts community i was on set um for a show last year and finally you know i saw uh black stylists doing hair and they said to me and i think it's okay to say that uh, deborah cox had been in there the day before she was a guest mm-hmm. star on the show and Deborah Cox said to them, this was the first time that she did not have to go back to the trailer and fix her hair. Deborah Cox, Jarius. So I was like hearing this from this young actress in Hollywood, not saying that I'm not young, made me so sad. Like we're still doing the same things, you know? And I always tell the costume designer, I'm like, listen, my hair is going to be like, this is during a show. My uh, theater show, my hair is going to be like this, whatever it is at the time, until tech. And then you can tell me what you like from there. Because, Jerry, I can't tell you the amount of times that they've changed their mind or yeah. now they want to wig me. Or, and I've gone out and I've made an appointment to get my hair done, you know? So yeah. that is just it, so heartbreaking. It is. Like, I, now thinking about it, I did a, I did a summer program in, in 2014. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still an undergrad. I think I'm a junior at this point or about to go into my senior year. And I remember them just throwing this pixie cut on my head like wig <laughs> and I just you know I just took it for what it was you know not thinking about like you just could have left my hair alone <laughs> yeah. yeah or you know or it, and sometimes I think it's it's a lack of wanting to um expand your knowledge on black hair a lot of hairstyles like they have the the aptitude Absolutely. to do it but the willingness is like, well, I've been doing this for X minus. It's like, all right, but you mm-hmm. can do it better. Because, mm-hmm. like, even, like, the show, um, you know, a show I'm about to do, I know most of the creative team is going to be white. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. what are we going to do with our hair before we go up there? <laughs> like, right, right. You, you know, I'm like, do I, I, I don't, I'm I'm real, I don't like shaving my beard. I really don't. Okay. I, have, I have the worst skin uh, as far as like facial hair, mm-hmm. when it grows back, it's just so I like knowing ahead of time if I need to, so I can mentally one prepare myself, but then two, I have to do certain like prep and products and whatnot. Like I can't just like go to, um, I can't just go to CVS and grab some razors and go. Like I need like special razors, special you know cream. So it's like yeah basically doing the due diligence beforehand to like really set your actors and actresses up for like the best success for the product I think is is what's needed so I definitely get where she's coming from um yeah although then you have your um uh tp moments where the wig just don't look like anything (laughs) what store did y'all find this from that's a somebody told me that's a shake and go with i know oh lord no shake and go so we we can all level up in the hair game when it comes to real life as well as just on stage or on film or whatever we can all just do better because i definitely feel better now that i've kind of grown in my knowledge of 
my hair as a as a black man just yeah how to take care of it. because before it was like hey you put that do rag on put some water you know put a little oil and then you go on about your business like no right no nope. do... i said the older i get i was telling my grandmother that i was like the older i get the more products i think i i've gotten oh absolutely <laughs> my hair and my face yeah. like i have a whole skin routine now and I was like looking at my face. I said, "Ooh, I got to put on my peeling mask and exfoliate." <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's not. It's not doing the thing. It yeah, so, we I mean, got to have. We got to take the same care. We have to have the same due diligence. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, switching a slightly uh, less, um, you know, this one kind of hits hard. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I want to talk about it because I think it's important, but also it's just like I have I have just I felt so much for Regina King recently. Um, oh, for those yeah. that don't know, Oof. Regina King's uh, son, Ian Alexander Jr., um, passed away at 26. Um, he uh, is reported that he, of course, committed suicide, which, you know, you never know what people are going through, even from 26 to younger or even older. Like it just you never know. Um, but she said, you know, our family is devastated, um, at the deepest level by the loss of Ian. Uh, he's such a bright light who cares so deeply about the happiness of others. Our family asked for your respectful consideration during the private time. And she thanked her fans. So it's, uh, it's hard to imagine, like, I'm not a parent and, and Mm -hmm. I think Brittany, you as, as a parent can probably, you know, empathize, but I, I could not imagine like what my mom would go through if I was no longer here. Um, yeah. And I know she's, she's had, she's had a moment or two like that as I was younger. I did uh, suffer through some, some things as mm. we all do. And, and there were yeah. moments where I was like, kind of don't want to be here. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure that sh- like rocked her to her core to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just, all I've been doing is honestly just praying for something, peace, or, you know, I know it's going, it's hard, but yeah, I, mental, mental health uh, is a big thing. I'm a huge advocate for it. Um, yeah. I remember someone was saying, why do you, why do you tell people like you're going to like therapy and that kind of stuff? I was like, cause I want people to know it's okay one to talk about it and it's okay to go. Cause yeah. you know. I don't, I'm not shameful about it. I think if anything, therapy in the past two years, especially during the pandemic is it's actually helped me <laughs> if anything else get to a point where I'm like, okay, I can function normally. And it's mm-hmm. great. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, let's, let's definitely keep them uh, up in prayer, uh, her family and, and her. And um, yeah. So what else? Absolutely. We got? Yeah. Let's yeah. Absolutely. Them. Praying for them. Well, on a lighter note, we have a new show coming to hit Broadway called Black Orpheus. Did I say it correct? Orpheus? Yeah, Black Orpheus. Yeah, Black Orpheus, yeah. And it um, it resets the classic Greek love story of Eurydice and Orphu against the backdrop of Rio de Janeiro during Carnival. So equal parts celebratory, erotic, haunting, tragic, Black Orpheus should become an instant classic of popular culture with a wave of Brazilian music, Brazilian pop. And, you know, they think like it's going to have a fit right on Broadway. And I, I'm kind of excited about it. I I didn't know this was coming until we talked about, you know, I didn't know this. So 
it says it's going to premiere um, uh, 2022, 2023 season on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled. Like right now in my family, it's a nonstop. Uh, in Kanto. So I've done so much research on just Colombian culture and Colombian music and looking up the voice actress. And so another musical highlighting another culture, I think will be great. I'm excited. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about that? I I, I think that it'll be interesting because I'm oh, not sure okay, okay. how long... Um... I'm not sure how long Hades Town will be going, but the only reason I bring up that is like I was telling you, Hades Town and basically this story are kind of the same thing. The story of Orpheus and Eurydice, uh, which That's is right. the okay. great tragedy. So Hades Town puts it behind a more so like mining town type of mm-hmm. like type of situation. This uh, I'm intrigued to see just. I can only think about the set right now. I'm like looking at like, what's the setting going to be as far as yeah. like set pieces and lighting. And it's like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued by that. Um, Do you feel like it's too soon after Hades Town? I haven't seen Hades Town. Uh, Somebody come for me. Don't come for well, me. No, no, no. I saw a bootleg during the pandemic. So, okay, so. <laughs> got it. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'll say it like this. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber is about to have a Cinderella uh, on on Broadway at some point. like. So, I think everything's fair game at this point in life. Right, right. So I was okay. like, I don't think I don't think one can necessarily corner the market on something, but mm-hmm. you know, it's all it's all in good storytelling. Like everybody at a certain point in our industry deserves to see themselves through media, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. on on tape or on stage. Like you deserve to see yourself. I know for me, I don't. I can't think of what. I was telling somebody this a while ago. I don't think there was a specific show where I saw myself necessarily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, ragtime, uh, maybe, um, but it was—it's never been a role until maybe like Hamilton, when I was like, "Oh, I could be Aaron Burr. I could be this." Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. all of these things. But you know, so I think it's good to have those just kind of filtering in, where it's like, "Hey." you can play this character you can play this right, character but right. you know that's the thing about being actors you can it's it's almost like putting on a coat like you can put on any coat now whether it fits is up to right. you but, yeah <laughs> you know that's you can point. put it on and take it off and you know kind of feel your way through it so yeah uh, i'll be on the lookout for that but i want to kind of go back and look find the uh the film the original film and see what that's like it uh apparently uh, was in the uh, Academy Award for oh. Best Foreign Language Film back in 1959. Wow! So it, it's it's been around a minute. It seems like so. That's I'm very to see cool. What, see what's going on with that. All yeah, right. yeah. Well, to round us out, we got to talk about one thing. Um, okay. <laughs> got to talk about me. politics. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. It's I'm okay. I'm sorry. But uh, <sighs> so recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch McConnell, or as, I, as I call him, uh, Gobbleneck uh, <laughs> McConnell, uh, made a comment about, uh, he was asked a question about what do you think about um, voters of color and, you know, upcoming elections and everything. And he said something to the effect of basically like African-American voters. And then he said American. And I was like, wait, what? So you mean tell me? You don't you don't think that our 
or do you think? I, so it's like a big question mark of whether this man actually like thinks that. Oh, this is what he said. Uh, he said the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistic, African American voters are voting just as high a percentage as Americans. Mm-hmm. I I am American. Like mm-hmm. my birth certificate say uh, the United States. And mm-hmm. I was born at Georgia Baptist, which is now mm-hmm. Atlanta Medical, which is now I'm pretty sure Emory or Wellstar. <laughs> so I'm pretty I'm pretty American. Yeah, and he didn't stutter, Jerry. He no. didn't stutter. It wasn't a pause. You know, he said it. He said it right on out his mouth. No, not a not a not a whimper was heard. The man mm-hmm. just kept it. And that's the thing, though. Like w- with politics, that I I just am like I don't know. I I could never do it. I just could not. Because I like to be a person of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But the thing with politics is a lot of times there's so much bureaucracy. Absolutely. To getting it done. I'm the type to say, all right, uh, we just going to do this. And uh, that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also there's this there's this pandering that comes when like big elections are happening. And we, of course, saw it with, um, with the presidential is very much like the black vote and it's like everybody be begging for the black vote but yep. don't do nothing for the black people mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean mr connell of course is republican but you know it's just like there's so much that our government should be doing yeah not just not just for african-american or or white or whatever but they should be doing for everybody and yet their focus is on moments like this where it's just like yeah the black vote you know they're voting that's good for them we'll see them at midterms and try to get some new people in and pander yeah. to them and make all these promises so but yeah it was just very taken aback to like the viewpoint of how we as uh not even just african-americans just uh, voters of color in general are viewed it's just like oh yeah those people Right. Less than American, less yeah. than the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the Voters' Right Act um, not getting passed and all that is mm-hmm. it's very disheartening and disruptive. And we're going to have to find ways to, you know, protect our folks at the polls. But just like even if even if Mitch McConnell, you know, didn't mean it out of his mouth. Those are your inner thoughts, you know, that we are not Americans. If he would have yeah. said white Americans, then we could have a different conversation. Yeah. But um, I read something that said everybody else gets hyphenated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, German, uh, you know, back in the day, German Americans, Irish Americans, but now, mm-hmm. you know, it's Asian Americans, it's Latinx Americans, you know, it's African Americans, yeah. except white Americans. Why don't y'all need a hyphen? You know what I mean? We're just, we built this country just as much and probably a lot more than any of you. So, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Americans were building the white house. I don't think they were. (laughs) Just say it like that. That's very true. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, that was the black top. We're going to take a quick, quick little break and then we'll be back in time for the table read. So keep it locked here. See y'all in a minute. Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. All right, so it is time for the table read. So today's title of this episode is Into the Unknown. So 
I know what you're thinking, you know, into the unknown. You know, it's very frozen two of us. I get it. I get it. But we're going to actually talk about we're almost, believe it or not, at the two year marker of the global pandemic. And there is still so much that is happening that has happened. And it's kind of like, where do we go from here? So we're kind of going to dive into just that, like into the unknown. You know, we're, we, we're all trying to figure it out together. So why not talk about it? So, Brittany, I'm going to pose a question to you. Okay. Do you think things are better or worse than when the pandemic started almost two years ago? Okay. I think... This is a twofold question for me. I think things are better. A couple of reasons. I think getting a person out of office that used the pandemic to will political power is good. So I think that's better. Um, I think the rate of people getting vaccines and trying to take care of themselves. I also feel like the understanding around COVID is better. Um, however, um, not to, you know, not to take it to a dark place, but, um, just two weeks ago, um, in my husband's family, one of his cousins had lupus and she got COVID and she passed. So I think it's still serious and, you know, to be taken serious, but I do feel like we are at a better place overall as a nation because supposedly overseas, it's not as bad as it is here. That's what I've heard from the news. So, yeah, I think the handling of it in other countries was much, much better. Yes, yes. <laughs> much, much better. Um, I, I, I struggle with this because I don't know if it's better. Mm. I want to believe it's better, but I, 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 I think the mishandling individually as well as government on the government side yeah. is equally as bad sometimes. Like how we have self-policed ourselves in a way. Mm. You know, you got the people who are okay wearing masks, some people who are like, I ain't wearing no mask, that's against my rights. You know, it's just like very much like what's happening here. Yeah. And you have a lot, at times you have a lot of um, shaming happening, which I don't like, I'm like, I mean, some people have their reasons as as dumbfounded as they may be <laughs> right right they have their reasons um so I, I i think it's it's hard it's hard to say i like you said i do believe that uh <clears throat> i'm gonna say his name trump <clears throat> uh <laughs> yeah did kind of heighten this thing to a point to where yeah. it became so politicized mm-hmm. and now it's like it became something about rights and then it became a hoax. And then you just had so much disinformation right? like throughout just everywhere that mm-hmm. it was like, okay, um, who exactly do, do we, you know, believe, who, believe, yeah. Who yeah. do we believe at this point? Cause it's like, all right, well, I don't know. This, this is not looking too good. So yeah. it's just like, it's just very much, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I would like to think it's not as bad as it was. Um, I think more people are, are vaccinated than I think uh-huh. originally, at least last year. You got, you know, you got more vaccinations. 
uh, there's more uh, of an awareness, in a sense, um, in different pockets of society where it's like, okay, you know, I know City of Atlanta still has a mask mandate right. in place because um, I work um, in part time in a Starbucks that's within the city limits, and yeah, it's it's serious, like. You like, please go grab a mask. We have masks here if you don't. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, we not we have extras. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. extras. Um, so I think I think in that terms, but I I think it could go back worse if people don't continue to take it seriously. Absolutely. Um, this yeah. is not something that can just be. It's still deadly. Like I was like look, looking at GMA uh yesterday afternoon and. I mean, people are still dying. Right. <laughs> like, people not, are still that dying. Not, that has not stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, I had COVID. Um, I had been doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> been doing so good. Uh, but no, I got COVID the week of Christmas. Oh, no. Yeah, I got uh... COVID. And I'm with my parents right now, uh, just staying with my parents until I w- was heading to do my next thing, which is like next week. And I'm in our basement, but I was like, dang, like, I felt so bad. I thought I, like, infected them mm-hmm. and it was just like, but I, I didn't see any of my family Christmas Day. Mm. Uh, I didn't eat with them necessarily. Um, yeah, I was pretty much down. I got sick Thursday and I was testing negative for a while and I tested positive on Sunday. I didn't maybe get recovered until the following saturday I oh tested no negative uh again but it it sucked um uh, but yeah. i was like okay it's not as bad as you know what i was hearing when it first happened so mm-hmm. i felt i felt happy about that like you know one of my best friends his sister had it uh, a couple months ago and she had to be put on a ventilator so yeah. um Dang. you know I i felt very lucky to have whatever mild case Mm-hmm. Um, that I did but no I think uh I think it like I said it can only get worse if we don't handle it so I think it's right. up to us individually to keep you know keep checking in like hey you know yes are you wearing your mask yeah <laughs> yes so uh-uh. agree agree and let's just not let up on the gas of you know if you don't feel well let's not go to that person's house you know like let's just let's just skip that you know little lunch you know or don't don't come over here yeah yeah (laughs) it's okay yeah our our christmas was canceled as well Uh, we normally just meet up with my with my cousins and um unfortunately my little cousin she was 13 she got covid so Mm. the week of christmas so um we know we still had a little dinner over here but it wasn't you know it wasn't the the small gathering that we usually have yeah it wasn't that so yeah yeah so Oh man. All right. So since we are artists, the one thing that I've, my, my view is, is a little skewed and, and, and from how we've handled it, but what do you think, how do you think about the handling as far as like the arts and like TV and film and that kind of stuff? Mm. Oh, Jarius, that's so layered. <laughs> it's it so, is. Yeah. It's so it layered. Is. Um, I know, sorry, that, that was a chord. Um, I know that at some point in California, mm-hmm. they made 
the filming industry an essential worker industry so Mm -hmm. that they like so that those folks could go back to work right actors crew producers the whole the whole gamut and then i know um georgia and what we film here has not been shut down either because of quarantine and you know rapid tests and people just being able to be more isolated what bothers me is theater is not afforded the same luxury because theater doesn't have the same amount of funding and theater can't control the audience right so you can't you can't control that exposure. You can do your best. You can set these limits. You can only be vaccinated to come in. You have to wear a mask. And I do think those things are helping um, because I haven't heard as many cases of like, oh, this one person came to the show and now everyone is sick. So that's good. Um, but cast members are still getting sick. And, you know, on Broadway, there's not enough people to cover them. So shows over Christmas, like Thoughts of a Colored Man, had to close sooner Mm -hmm. than, you know, we're supposed. And so I feel like in one respect, as an artist in film and TV, they've got it figured out. They've got it down. Why can't we figure it out in theater where our shows aren't getting pushed back or postponed or canceled altogether? There's so many friends I know had shows in January and February that are, they're just not happening. Yeah. So I hope that answered the question. I feel like I went off on another team. No, that, that, okay. look, that is, that is completely fine here. Okay. Table. Got it. Got <laughs> it. Got it. But I was like, you asked me how we're doing. And I was like, well, one side of us, I feel like it's doing okay. And then the <laughs> other side of us, I feel like it's, we may not be doing all right. Yeah. 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 You know, how do you like, feel? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we 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 are quite kneecapped. Uh, <laughs> Good work. In, Good work. In the uh, in the theater element, because, mm-hmm. like I said, it, it goes back to it's it's very mishandled um, on so many different layers. Because it's like we we ourselves as the the artist and the creative team can only do so much, and then because like many things uh theatrical whether it is tv or film or anything it relies so heavily on patrons it relies so heavily on patrons or donors and so it you start pandering to that base which let me just be clear i am very much thankful for donors and patrons and whatnot Mm -hmm. but at a certain point i'm i i'm in favor of letting art be art Mm. and and showcasing oneself and authentically and those who like it will like it and those who don't just don't Uh, but I think when you start pandering too much to the people instead of the work itself you start cutting corners and and whatnot so I'll say I'll tell you like this so I'm working for a theater currently okay um it's actually a joint venture but so one of the theaters that we would have used mandates that you have to use masks which i'm for yeah if you if it's a government building like you have to use it so Mm -hmm. the other theater is not a government building it's a lovely building but they don't have to wear masks like masks is just an optional thing and i heard that and i just went wait what (laughs) 
So the patrons, the patrons don't have yeah, to wear. Yeah. Wow. Now we now we've been rehearsing, and so we have been wearing our mask the whole time, like singing, dancing. Like we just did our first like kind of run through in the theater yesterday, and we you know didn't have our mask on for the first time. Yeah. Um, and we were taking COVID tests every start of the week, mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. So we were doing our due diligence, but then to hear that, oh by the way, the patrons that were coming may or may not be masked. So mm. it's like. How do y'all expect us to get out of this right. <laughs> pandemic? Like, how if if y'all are mismatched? And it, and it's very much like, like my my thing is is has nothing. This is my personal thing. It has nothing to do with rights. Right it has everything to do with responsibility. Ugh, everything to do with responsibility. It's like telling me. It's like going to the doctor for for some type of illness. Okay. You know? Yeah. The doctor says, hey, you can get better if you do X, Y, and Z. And it's simple. Take this pill twice a day, rest, elevate, whatever. Yes. You go, I don't know. I don't think it's that. Right. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean, sir? He's like, no, I think, I don't think it's that. I think it's something else. Can I, I'm going to try something. It's like, I'm literally telling you. Cause yeah, I have, this is... I, I got skin in this game that these are the things needed to get better. And you going to tell me, nah, that's not what I'm going to do. That's not what I want. You know, I don't understand why liberals wear masks and then, you know what I mean? And then conservatives are, ah, it's about our rights, but then conservatives don't care at all about female reproductive rights okay that's come a whole nother conversation but now. i'm just saying you know to, look, we're gonna have to do, <laughs> yes. have to do a whole nother table listen listen Jay. y'all see the same like, people you know you pick ahead. and choose the people pick and choose yes like they pick, putting on shoes for the day like yep. it's it's very much like i'm picking on this day what i want to care about and then the mother days you can worry about whatever else but Right. It, it 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 makes no sense. And I think it's honestly because of when the pandemic happened, the administration that was in office made it such a political thing and Absolutely. a racist and Absolutely. very racist because then you blamed Asian Americans or Asians in general or, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very much like, oh, oh, oh. So y'all y'all definitely are using this as a political stepping stone. Yes. And so then, of course, everybody started picking sides. You see a lot of the um primarily you know all of the democrats are very you know pro mass mandates and pro vaccine you got a couple of republicans but pretty much them conservatives or moderates for the most part you know it's very much a political thing it's like your oh. choice your choice your choice and that's Which great is, to say your choice but I you're picking and choosing yeah because it ain't your choice when you're trying to tell somebody uh, uh about women reproductive that's right you said hey i am <laughs> i'm putting laws into place yeah <laughs> it's like y'all just y'all and, and it's just overreaching it's so overreaching mm-hmm. and i think it bleeds sometimes into the arts because the pandemic the response to it as well as the um the care of it has also been politicized in our industry yes you know you got leads not getting the vaccine for you know 
because they on the same, it's my right. So like I'm my grandmama. So, you know, my grandmother is 84. I have literally sat and watched uh, General Hospital with my grandmother for as long as I can remember <laughs> off and on. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, baby, did you know that such and such got killed off? I was like, why? And so then later on that night, we were watching ABC News, and apparently this guy got killed off because he wouldn't get the he wouldn't get vaccinated. What? <laughs> so he lost his job. He'd been on there for at least like a decade to two wow. decades. Wow. Yeah, they stay on there a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, so y'all losing jobs mm-hmm. because of whatever stance? I was like, I don't. I like I I like money just a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> Look, if I got to get a shot, I got to get a shot. Like, Yes, yes. If that's the responsibility, I got to get that done. Look, look. And that was the thing going into the first, um, going into last year, I had my first rehearsal February uh, 2021. And I remember prior to that, it was very much like it wasn't required for you to be vaccinated just yet okay. to work. And, I, you know, I was kind of on the fence. You know, I'm very much like scarred by the research of uh the tuskegee project the tuskegee, yeah, you know and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so i'm a little i'm a little hesitant like many black people are especially people like my grandmother and my mother and my aunts and you know absolutely so but when it came down to like you gotta work and yeah. you gotta pay a bill yeah i was like look i'm gonna just have to <laughs> You have the wrong head. Look, look, I don't know if I can do that Johnson and Johnson. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I, I, I can at least do a Pfizer or Moderna. But, uh, so, you know, I got my two and then I went on about my business. And I, I'm supposed to get my booster on, on Monday. Okay. Uh, before I head off into my next thing. You know, just to be kind of extra safe, extra safe uh, yeah. while I'm traveling because I'm you know I'm going out of state to a place I've never been mm-hmm. I don't know what they doing over there in the Midwest mm-hmm. uh, that's right so, oh yeah and I, gotta, and I gotta come back to Atlanta at some point so <laughs> but no yeah. so hopefully we just get a better hold on it from an art standpoint but also in that vein I think we suffered a lot a lot in the in the arts like I mean, Broadway, I don't think Broadway has technically recovered as much as they put on with mm. that, you know, when they had the whole, we're back. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm. mm, kind of. I mean, I guess. But the big uh, cast had to film their big productions at their theaters. Y'all couldn't come to the awards theater. Did you know that? Uh-uh. Like Moulin Rouge, like the performances they did, they filmed them at their house theaters. They didn't do them live that night. Because of COVID protocol. Mm. Mm-hmm. So well, we're back, kind of, in I mean, our theater. <laughs> Just not here. <laughs> Just not here. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, okay, um, all right. Because, I mean, like like I said, it, it's not really a back thing. I mean, we've had sh- somewhat success. Yeah. But because of, again, mishandlings, it, it's still an uphill battle. It's very ebb and flow, like, I remember probably during, I was going to say over the summer. Over the summer, I was in Florida and working for a theater. And it felt, I mean, also it's Florida, so they had different breeds. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But it felt kind of like, all right, theater's back. You know, I did a show that ran for six weeks, maybe not. Yeah, six or 
six or eight weeks somewhere between that it was very long i just remember it being 40 44 45 performances oh my gosh help me (sighs) that's too many shows jarius oh and mind you mind you check this out so we were doing tuesday to tuesday to sundays and then two shows on saturday oh no and i said that's some summer stock for real oh it felt like summer stock all right yeah i was like um and we had no understudies (gasps) <gasps> oh no okay then, those are my those are my old days i'm old now you know yeah, i'm old we had and feeble no understudies <laughs> i i got sick twice not covert like just kind of got sick mm-hmm. and then uh somebody got injured and was out mm-hmm. for the rest of the run uh somebody also got injured again so it's just kind of like mm. I understand this would nice. Yeah. <laughs> with COVID, I don't know what the thought process was behind that because even with the show I'm about to go do now, they're, you know, they have swings and whatnot, which we've talked about a lot in recent news about Swing Nation and right. their their usefulness, you know? Mm-hmm. And did you um did you hear I know I'm bringing up the thoughts of a colored man show again, but did you hear one night that um, there were so many of those actors gone. They only had two full-time swings at the playwright actually mm. went on stage and had the script and play one of the roles. Wow. Because, um, you know, they only had the two time swings, but three actors were out. Yeah. And I think that goes to say that a lot of times this is a pivot, but a lot of times with our black productions, our black mm-hmm. finance productions, we don't have the same amount of capital to have a full cast of swings on standby that the white shows do to be able to stay up and running and going. And I, I think in any kind of pandemic, historically it's shown us, and unfortunately that the richer get richer Mm -hmm. and the poor get poorer. And that's the same in our art, right? Like yeah. who's able to push for, who's able to still do their shows, the the big theaters, the theaters with the backing, you know, and then these other smaller theaters are really struggling. They might not make it through. We've seen that with um, Stage Door here in town. They, they've completely changed guard and how they do stuff and we'll yeah. see what happens. But I just, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's dark days when it comes yeah. to to especially you know black written and produced shows is like who gonna come out? Yeah, you know it's, a, it's it's like and so one thing that I didn't know about is like a lot of shows they under hire the amount of people they need anyway. Anyway, yes. And I'm like you, so you set yourself up. Yes. <laughs> so you set yourself up up okay yeah like the music man that huge show we all know this Mm -hmm. story right that they only had four swings so two females two males Mm -hmm. and the girl uh went on excuse me the woman went on for Sutton Foster Mm -hmm. it was her first time ever doing that role because she understudied eight roles Mm. eight Brittany, I had a, I look, when we were doing Christmas Carol. Oh, know, right. Had, <laughs> I said, I remember just covering three people. And I said, whew, okay. Oh. And and having an experience, I'm glad I had that experience because okay. I'm, that was my, yeah, that's my first time as like an understudy or a swing or whatever. And 
just the process of of it you know mm-hmm. having to watch you know picking a day to like watch a specific person writing down their blocking actually going to talk to them you know and then walking it in between you know you get into this thing but the fact that y'all under hired mm-hmm. just is it says a lot and absolutely one of the reasons we keep suffering is because of it's this notion that and i talked about this um I'm I'm always talking about it, which I was like, I'm, somebody just gonna hate me in Atlanta. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. Because <laughs> uh, I I don't like doing. Excuse my French. I don't like doing half-ass nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't like doing it, and I don't like putting my name with something that's not fully fleshed out and like done to a certain level. It just it doesn't do anything for me. It makes me frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times we like even now we're cutting corners with like i said like this theater we're cutting corners on how we're doing covid safety you know yeah uh, for our actors even in a performance setting people should be wearing masks yeah like, people should just be wearing masks yeah all patrons should be wearing masks yeah. period yes that's, that's not a thing yeah but i mean also just i felt like the pandemic also hurt us because we we had this moment and it's just crazy how it happened so we had the pandemic happen then we had george floyd oh my gosh i'm so sorry i I thought my phone was off i got you so yeah so i think this is the timeline if i'm i may skew it a little bit but Mm -hmm. you had the pandemic yep then you had george floyd Mm mm-hmm you have Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. So simultaneously, we're having two major events, two to three major events happening in mm-hmm. our time. And then it became this thing with the theaters hearing outcries from their uh, artists of color. Yeah. You know, calling for change and whatnot. And we, of course, saw it in Atlanta. We had the Solidarity March mm-hmm. um, and everything. Very much a lot of, you know, we see y'all, let's take a picture with the black people mm-hmm. and put on our theaters, Instagram or whatever is showing, you know, you know, all that good stuff. But, and, and there was calls for change. I mean, me and you, I think we're on a couple of those yeah. video chats and, and, and conversations and whatnot. But now looking at, you know, almost two years later in a pandemic, after all this has happened, and we seem like we still doing the same thing. We same, thing. The pandemic. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Same thing. I was like, it seems very lip servicey. Yeah. Very lip servicey. And I don't I I that doesn't that doesn't sit well with my spirit. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> like, lip service. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, where has the pandemic taught us nothing? Yeah. Like, you know, like we said, it was very much like really really bad in the beginning you know people dying almost every day every, every you know every mm-hmm. minute so our time is finite so to tell me that you can't change because of x y and z and you can't change your show lineups because of x y z because this patronage and that i think is just straight bull to me yeah That's i agree true. i agree completely like like i said you keep handing to the base like at a certain point <laughs> artists will no longer like accept know, that yeah more. yeah because what's the point of it not being able to expand you should want to expand like mm-hmm. and grow beyond what limitations you're having right now and i know a lot of people like 
they got to cover their own butts. They got to think about their job. But like I told somebody, this is the year for me that I decided to expand. Even in the pandemic, I decided to, I'm going to stretch out a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna wear my mask, but I'm going to stretch right. out. <laughs> right. I'm going to try to stay safe, yeah. but I'm going to stretch. Yeah, like, I get I'm that. Like, I, there's too much, there's too much to be done on different levels. Uh, a lot of my friends make the joke is that Jay is always busy. Yeah, that you is, are. That is, that is very true. I keep yes. my hand in a lot of, because I, I want to affect change in so many different areas that I'm not, I'm not okay with just one thing. I mm-hmm. never have been. And so, you know, that's why we have Black Table Read. But then on the back end, I'm teaching kids. I'm, you know, trying to. Influence the next generation. Yeah. So it's like there's there's this push and pull. But then you get into a theater setting and it's like because of COVID, you know, what has happened to to forging ahead? It's like COVID almost stopped progression in a while, in a way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there was a documentary that I watched that was actually very interesting, which. Uh, if you have HBO Max, please go check it out. It's called Reopening Night. Reopen, okay. Reopening uh, and Night. it tells the story about the uh, the Merry Wives uh, Shakespeare in the Park that they did last year or the year before last. Okay. Uh, that was all black cast, mm-hmm. and it was rewritten uh, by the uh, playwright that did um, uh, not. Not for color girls, uh, mean girls, the African mean girls play. What is oh, it? Oh, um, school girls. School girls, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she rewrote it in a way that was kind of modern with still some of the Shakespearean elements into it. Yeah, yeah. And they put it on, but it shows like how they were, you know, fighting the pandemic and, and all these kind of stuff to kind of get it to happen. Um, and so that was, that was very interesting and kind of hopeful that like this is what it takes. Um, and these are the type of spaces that, you know, should be revitalized with progression. Like, Absolutely. Keep keep pumping progression into it. Like, I personally don't think Music Man should have been a thing. That's mm. I just don't. Because yeah, we, that's we've real. seen it. We've seen the Hello right. Dollies. We've seen them. We've done it. You know, we've done it. It happened. You got the award. Clap it up. Next. Mm-hmm. Because Move the on. fact that, like, Beetlejuice, I don't think people know this, but like Beetlejuice was doing really, really good. And it actually mm-hmm. was really good. I listened to that soundtrack pretty constant, actually. Yeah. But it got kicked out of the Winter Garden to make way for the Music Man. Wow. So that's why they ended. And now they're trying to come back. I want to say they were supposed to come back this year. Mm-hmm. But I think they won't come back until next year. But yeah, it's just like, okay, here we go. Right. I know golden age is just, y'all just love that golden age. You just love it. It's, it's again, back to your point about, um, you know, patronizing the base, right? Like making them um, feel comfortable, making them feel like, um, look, we're here. We're here for you. We do what you want us to do, you know? And that's just not. Mm. And, and, and now we go into this unknown of what's next. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like for us, I don't know. I'm like you say. I'm halfway scared half the time that everything I've auditioned for, or worked for, or something like that, is gonna get canceled. Absolutely. Oh, at all times. At all times. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. Um, I have a contract coming up that I finally felt like I could breathe when we had a fitting. I was like, oh, thank goodness, you know, because it had gotten pushed back. Yeah. So. 
And I'm like, oh, maybe uh, when I, I think it was when my contract came, I was waiting for my contract and I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, still think, okay, what's going uh, on? What's the and, you know, you're hearing about the numbers going up and this, yeah. and this, oh Lord, they finna yeah. cancel this show. <laughs> I think the holidays really set us back and really put us into the, into, into the unknown really yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, like it was just the amount of cases rising so fast, so quickly, mm-hmm. all the airlines freaking out. People, both of us have already talked about Christmas plans getting changed. Yeah. Like, I think it just really set us back as a community. And I think mm-hmm. it's just time to recover. So we'll see what, you know, what happens going forward. I'm, I'm praying for the best. I'm preparing for the worst and praying for the best. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. How, how would you say you've, um, you've adjusted with the, with the pandemic, uh, whether it be good or bad. Yeah. I think I, I think the biggest thing is I was pregnant, uh, very pregnant during the, during the pandemic, uh, like had a baby when you didn't know if you could have somebody in the hospital with you. So I, I think my whole life has kind of been uprooted because there was a pandemic and a baby that that was happening all at the same time. So it's a, I'm, I, I kind of used to be, be out there, right? I went to all my friend shows. I, you know, I went out with folks who were always at a restaurant, not no expensive restaurant, let's be clear, you know, just getting a deal, getting a happy hour special. And I I know that some of that has changed because we have a little person to take care of, but I think a lot of it has changed as with the pandemic, you know, even I I don't go to as many shows. I can't, you know, there, um, the safety of it, you know, bringing, bringing COVID back to the house, you know? Um, So for me, it's, it's been a complete lifestyle change, especially because both of those things happen. um, Mm at the same time yeah Yeah. how about you oh man i like to say i like to think the pandemic forced me to face some things Mm. um definitely grow internally outward okay okay uh which has been great like like i said i i i really hit uh therapy fairly hard Mm -hmm. um last year i would say definitely last year uh i'd started around the pandemic and i kind of wasn't taking it seriously because i was doing it for all the wrong reasons which you Mm -hmm. should never do Mm -hmm. (laughs) do therapy for you not somebody else Um, yeah and so yeah when i finally got to that point i was like oh so light bulbs started hitting uh i moved out of my parents house uh during the pandemic which was great uh i realized i realized (laughs) i'm a i'm a homebody low-key like if I ain't gotta go nowhere, I ain't gonna go. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm okay. You gonna figure out how to stay at the house? <laughs> look, my couch is comfy. It's got this little dip in there where I just kind of like sit in it. Yeah. Um, but no, I I'd like to think, um, even with all is it's 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 horrific things that COVID has unveiled, um, on a national level and a global level of people and and ways and things i like to think one thing that i definitely discovered and i discovered it last month well back in november i told my therapist i said i think i discovered me 
I think that's that's the thing. When I was on my contract in Florida, I knew there was a reason that I was going to Florida, and I could never say what it was. I was just like, I'm supposed to go. And I thought when I got there, I figured it. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to meet this person, and you know, they're gonna teach me things. Yeah, that was not the case. <laughs> I was not even really there for the shows I was supposed to be there for. Hmm. But I was there to discover like this person that I'm leading into yeah um over the next year like this year i'll be 30 and i'm like what (laughs) and i'm so excited because i feel like i've i've grown into this man and i continue to grow into this man that is very much forward thinking and like how do i keep bettering myself every day yeah um and so but i i also think it's affected me in in ways that I didn't think where it's just like I don't know I'm adjusting mentally to the possibilities of like relationships Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's like you know platonic dating family you know figuring out those things also career what do I want to do what what calls to me um like I've really found a great passion for teaching um over the pandemic I started teaching kids virtually and online and I mean I ain't got no kids but them the closest things to it (laughs) yeah but they're great and so you know I've really been diving into that that you know maybe at a certain point I'm not acting necessarily all the time on stage Mm -hmm. maybe I'm teaching yeah uh and and on my own way I can't be in the school system because y'all wild Right. Oh no. Nah, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I need to be I, private. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so um yeah, so it's just like it, it, it has its ups and downs, but um kind of something that my therapist told me, um, that I, I told her is like at a certain point I wouldn't take away the struggle. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like that's that's where you find out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the pandemic is a lot of our uh, a lot of our struggle right now. Oh, for sure. And so I think finding our way through that, we also have found new hobbies, new businesses, new ways of doing things uh, that are for the better. Yeah. Because uh, which leads me to my next question. Okay. <laughs> Do you believe this is the new normal or is there any going back? And I will answer first because no, I don't think there's any way humanly possible <laughs> we can go back. Uh, like it's just it's just no way. There's no way we can go back to them 2019, 2018 days. Like, oh no, no, you can't. You can't. So much mm-hmm. has happened. Too much is. We had an insurrection. <laughs> like, a whole, a whole charging of the Capitol. Like, you can't go. You can't press rewind on that. Yeah, no, there is it's no like, going back. Like, no, oh no, that didn't happen. That y'all, it's, like, yeah, you know, you can't go back on that kind of stuff. Like, you can't go back to the, you know, I'm, I'm watching people on CNN blocking healthcare workers during the pandemic to go um, uh, do the, um, do, you know, do work. So it's just real crazy. So what about you? Yeah, no, we can't go back. Uh, no, um, we won't know how to go back um, because people never stopped doing what they wanted to do to begin with. So we were never able to have a pause, clear it out, Keep it moving to go back to the status quo. So does it make sense? Like we should have, in my opinion, this is my opinion, Mm -hmm. Black Table Read. I'm reading (laughs) that we should have paused for those eight weeks, right? Really quarantine, Mm -hmm. really try to get um, a hold on what was happening 
And then maybe, maybe we could have gone back to where we were. And I feel like now it's just been so much time. It's like, I feel like we're always going to be dealing with maybe not COVID, but well, maybe COVID, like some variant, right? Some type of, because y'all just won't wear your mask. Like let's circle back, right? Just wear your mask. It's okay. We're in Kroger. I don't want to smell your breath. What's the the guy? uh, I can't think of his name. I think it's like Andre. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. (laughs) Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Didn't Samuel Jackson have one of those too? Oh man, also, please stop standing so so close to me. So I be looking. I be looking back at people like, um, even if there wasn't a pandemic, please get off my butt. Like, I didn't like people that close to me before the pandemic happened. I dang sure don't want you now. Right. And you be the main one coughing, okay? Mm -hmm. So, but all in all, I think uh, at a certain point, it's it's just going to have to come to a head. And and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we got to figure this out because, like I said, we're going into year two. Yeah. uh, And there's still a lot of unknowns. We don't know what's about to happen. We don't know if masks are going to be forever or for the next four or five years. We just don't know. So we're going into it, but hopefully we go into it with an open mind and a way to get out of it and move forward and progress. So, all right, Brittany. Well, thank you so much for uh, hopping on the table and being a a guest. Yes. Uh, We'll definitely have to have you back again. Oh, I would love Uh, to come back. This was amazing. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back for our BTR, our Breathe, Think, Release moment. So keep it locked. Take care. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's time for our brief think release moment. Uh man, COVID. Almost two years later. Um, it is something that none of us saw coming. Uh, of course, and the handling of it could be better at times. Um, it's very much all of our responsibility. I will say that again. It's very much all of our responsibility, and we just got to do a better job. We really do. Um, government got to do a better job. Jimmy from down the street got to do a better job. You, when you go to the grocery store, got to do a better job. If you're not wearing your mask, if you're not getting vaccinated, boosted. I, I know people have their reservations and it sometimes is very personal, but think about the global implications. If you want to go smaller, think about your neighborhood. If you want to go even smaller, think about your immediate family, what possible danger you could be putting them in, what type of uh, things you're spreading. Like it's, it's not about one person. It's not about one person. It's about us all. Cause we all have to live on this planet. We ain't got nowhere to go. We can't go to Mars. We can't go nowhere else. Although they may be trying to go to Mars. But this is all of our planet. And we have to look out for one another. I have a a pastor that I grew up with. And he used to say this thing during communion. You know, if somebody couldn't get their their bread and their wine, he would say, you know, go to your neighbor and see if they need help. Because we are all helpers one to another. We're all helpers one to another. So it takes us all to do the job and do the work that needs to be done. Because as artists, I can tell you, we want to get back to work. We want to be able to work in an environment that is progressive and free and that we love to do. 
But sometimes we can't get there because of a pandemic that keeps raging on because people don't do what they're supposed to. So as much as y'all want to see the TV shows and the stage shows, guess what? We can't do them if the pandemic is raging the way that it has been. So consider somebody else. You know, this may be somebody's livelihood like it is mine. Like being on stage is my livelihood. It's my job. I know a lot of people don't think that acting sometimes is a real job. It actually is. It is a real job. I filled out enough W-9s to know. Um, And W-2s sometimes. So, but all that to say, in all seriousness, we're going into the unknown. We're going into two years. We don't know how much longer this is going to be going on. So, let's think about ways we can better improve all of our situation as we go into this next phase of the pandemic. And let's think about each other as we're doing our day-to-day things. So continue to wear a mask, get vaccinated, get boosted. Let's nip this thing in the bud, okay? All right, guys, that was your BTR moment. Uh, Shout out to Miss Brittany Miniweather for joining us for this week's episode. Couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, go follow us on all streaming platforms at Black Table Read. You can follow us and keep up to date. Uh, on social media as well um and then just keep it live we got more from season three so y'all take care this has been black table read peace